This week's question is about the tyranny of the to-do list. Something I'm confident we've all felt at times. Hello and welcome to episode 219 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. Have you ever felt your to-do list is controlling your life and not allowing you the freedom to get on and do the things you want to do? I think we've all felt this before and it can be demoralising. The feeling our to-do list is running our lives and we cannot escape. This week, my goal is to change that and to show you that rather than your to-do list controlling your life, it is you who ultimately is in control. But first, if you want a convenient place to receive all the content I produce each week, sign up for my weekly newsletter. It's full of useful tips, plus you get a weekly essay with tricks and ideas you can use to improve and optimise your own system. It's free and it comes out every Friday. Perfect for your weekend reading. All you need to do is sign up using the link in the show notes. Okay, time for me now to hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Adam. Adam asks, Hi Carl, I started using Todoist about a year ago when I saw one of your YouTube videos and I loved it. But recently, I feel my life is trapped by all the tasks I have to do each day. It's becoming difficult to motivate myself to look at my list, and I'm always rescheduling tasks. How do you keep your list from becoming demotivating? Hi, Adam. Thank you for your question. I know how you feel. I've been through that forest many times, and it can be disheartening to feel trapped by becoming better organised. I've recently felt it since we moved house and I got a new office and studio. I want to keep my workplace clean and tidy and everything in its place. The trouble is, to maintain that, it feels I am always cleaning and tidying up. However, I've learned strategies to overcome that. The first is to treat cleaning and tidying as a way to step away from my desk. What I do is between sessions of sit-down work, like preparing this podcast script, I will get up and wipe down the kitchen surfaces, or I might pull out the vacuum cleaner and vacuum the studio. These tasks don't take very long to do on their own, so they are a great way to keep me moving through the day and consistently done. They keep my office and studio clean and tidy. Now, when it comes to your task manager, this can be a bit more difficult. Part of the problem most people face is in the enthusiasm for building a productivity system. When we start, we enthusiastically put all tasks into our task managers. It does not matter whether they are important or not. We just throw everything in there and then we process these into the system. Now, when you first start, 
This is an important part. We need to develop the habit of automatically putting our commitments, events and ideas into our system. If we never develop that habit, we fall at the first hurdle. Not getting stuff into our systems means we never learn to trust the system we create and if you don't trust your system, it will never work. However, once you are in the habit of dropping all your task commitments and events into your system, you need to become very protective of what actually gets processed into your system. I treat my inbox for both notes and tasks as a filter. Nothing moves from there until I have made a considered decision about whether I need to do something or not. I would say around 60% of what I add into my inbox gets deleted later in the day when I process my inbox because either I have completed the task or I decide I don't have the time or resources to do the task. One thing I can assure you, if you delete something that later becomes important, you will find out and you can add it back in. It's better to add less and delete more. You can always add something later if it becomes important. But if an unimportant task gets into your system, it can be very hard to find it and remove it later. Who has time to go through all your tasks cleaning them out? Better to spend a few extra minutes making decisions about tasks before they get into your system. However, I should stress, if you are new to using a to-do list, focus on developing the habit of adding everything to your to-do list or notes first. Once it's automatic to pull out your phone or open up your to-do list when something comes up, you are then ready to move toward filtering tasks before they get into your system. Although I'm pretty good at filtering my tasks and notes, I do still go through both, both every three months or so and clean them up. Unimportant things do still get through and into the system. Now, on a deeper level, Adam, another reason why to-do lists become overwhelming and uninspiring is because they fill up with other people's tasks and ideas. One thing I will always stress on people is to develop three areas. These are your long-term goals, your areas of focus and your core work. These three parts are where your passion, motivation and focus will come from and should always be your priority. To give you an example of this, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will always prioritise his gym and family time over everything else. We might not be aware of it, but part of an actor's contract is a period of time where they must promote the film or TV show they've been working on. The promotion tours are not just turning up in London or Los Angeles for the premiere. They involve hours spent in interviews with the press, travelling between countries, attending premiere parties in those countries and photo shoots. It's very time-consuming and tiring. Yet Dwayne Johnson will still be in the gym first thing in the morning, even if that means waking up at 3am to do his gym work and spending time with his family via FaceTime if he's not in the same country. 
These activities come from his area of focus, health and fitness, and family and relationships. Your areas of focus will always be a priority. It's interesting to see people who are not achieving success in what they do. They don't have any core areas of focus. Instead, they wait for their boss or customers to tell them what to do and then complain about how little time they have for other things. To have time for other things, you have to make time for them. Dwayne Johnson does. So do all happy, fulfilled, successful people. There is no other way. But before you can make time for these, you need to know what they are. I know it's hard to think about what you want, how and where you want to spend your time. It also takes a long time. It took me over a year to set a to develop a set of long-term goals and areas of focus that motivate and inspire me every day. But if you want to be inspired and motivated every day, that's the non-negotiable. You must do it. If you haven't already done so, you can download my free areas of focus workbook to help you develop these from my website. Now, Your long-term goals and core work can be easier to develop. Your core work is simply the work you are employed to do. If you're a salesperson, your core work is selling. This means your daily work tasks need to be promoting sales and avoiding and reducing the amount of time you spend doing admin. Doing admin is not selling. Same for teaching. A teacher's core work is teaching, making sure the majority of your work activities each day are focused on teaching and preparing class teaching materials is your core work. Again, student admin is not core work. You want to be minimizing that admin. Long-term goals do not have to be absolutely clear yet. After all, they are long-term, but you do need to know where you want to go. My long-term goal is to help millions of people to become better organized and more productive. I know that by helping people do this, they will have a life with a lot less stress and anxiety and will free up time to spend it doing what they want to do. Every day I wake up thinking about how I can achieve that, growing my business, doing these podcasts, writing my blog posts and recording my YouTube videos does this. This means my core work and long-term goals converge. Once you know what your long-term goals are, what your areas of focus mean to you, the actions and activities you do that develop them become the core of your day. One of your areas of focus is going to be your career and business. Each day you work, it's likely eight hours of those days will be spent focused on that area of focus. Doing your work better, learning and developing your skills. Making sure that your work you are paid to do is done to the best of your abilities. All these will form part of your core work and areas of focus related to your career and business. I saw a meme the other day where the employee says because they are paid below the average wage, they do a below average performance. It's funny on the surface, but it does miss a point. As Jim Rohn pointed out, you are paid the amount of value you bring to the job. That's the nature of the market. If you want to be paid more, you need to develop your skills and abilities so that your value increases. 
We can argue about the pros and cons of the employment market, but the point is you may not have much control over your salary, but you do have absolute control over the development of your skills. When your skills grow, so does the value you bring to your job. One of the most motivating sentences I read in a Seth Godin blog was, if you need a resume, you've lost. Meaning, when your skills and abilities rise, you get noticed. When you get noticed, you no longer need a resume because people want to hire you. If 75 to 80% of your tasks are related to your long-term goals and areas of focus, you will never have a problem with motivation. You'll be waking up excited for the day ahead. Sadly, most people will not reach that. Instead, 75 to 80% of their tasks will be tasks given to them by other people. If I were waking up each day to spend the majority of my day working on other people's goals and areas of focus, I'd be pretty unmotivated. So my advice to you, Adam, is to begin by asking yourself what you want. What do you want to be doing in 10 and 20 years time? Once you know that, you have a direction for your life. You can then direct your work activities to developing the skills and abilities to get you to where you want to be. When you are given a task, you can look at it through the lens of your long-term goals. By working on a project for your boss, what skills can you learn? How will it improve your abilities? I remember when I worked in a law office, I loved dealing with angry clients. Before that, I was always afraid of dealing with upset people. I realized I would not go very far in my career if I always ran away from dealing with difficult and upset clients and customers. So I read books on communication. I watched my bosses deal with clients and volunteered to call clients who were not happy. I soon developed skills that have been so valuable to me and to the companies I've worked for. I know how to calm down angry people now. It's very similar to the answer Warren Buffett gives to the question, what was the best investment you ever made? He says, a Dale Carnegie communication course he took at university. Before that course, Warren Buffett was so afraid of speaking in public, he was physically sick. So he enrolled in the course and learned the skill and art of communication. So once you know what you want and where you want to be in the future, be very clear about what you're employed to do and get very good at doing that work and make sure your areas of focus are in balance. When you make these the core of your daily to-do list, you will no longer fear looking at your list. It will be a place to go and get really motivated. I hope that helps, Adam, and thank you so much for the question, and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>